Welcome to Mexico Unexplained, where we will explore the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. This series presents information based partly on theory and conjecture. The podcaster's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the subjects we will examine. Here is your host, Robert Bito. Welcome. And muy bienvenidos to episode number 382 of Mexico Unexplained, where we examine the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. I'm your host, Robert Bitto. In the year 1925, Franz Blom and Oliver Lafarge of Tulane University got permission from the Mexican government to explore an overgrown archaeological site in the tropical jungles of the state of Tobasco. They thought they were excavating a Maya site, although what would later be called La Venta was on the western fringes of what was then considered Maya territory. Between 1940 and 1943, the famous Mesoamerican archaeologists Matthew Sterling and Philip Drucker led excavations at La Venta, sponsored by the National Geographic Society and the Smithsonian Institution. It was only in the 1950s, using sophisticated dating techniques that were newly available, that the Sterling and Drucker team realized that Levento was a much older site than previously imagined, and that it predated the beginnings of classic Maya civilization by several hundred years. In certain publications, Matthew Sterling is credited with applying the word Olmec to this new pre-Maya civilization. The term Olmec, or the rubber people in Nahuatl, had been used by the Aztecs many, many centuries later to describe the people living in the area who supplied the Aztec Empire with the rubber to make the balls for their ball games. 20th century archaeologists adopted the term Olmec to describe the ancient civilization found in Veracruz and Tabasco, which flourished some 2,000 years before the Aztecs. So, Leventa is an Olmec site as it relates to the ancient culture, which was a term applied much later. Researchers believe that the Olmecs first began settling Leventa around 1200 BC. At the time, the Olmec site of San Lorenzo had emerged as the chief power in the region. When the importance of San Lorenzo started to decline around the year 900 BC, Leventa started its ascent. Leventa would dominate the Olmec world for some 500 years and was completely abandoned by about 400 BC. Unlike other ancient Mexican sites, there were no squatters living amongst the ruins centuries after the city's collapse. When Leventa was abandoned, it surrendered itself to the relentless tropical jungle. So what does the city of Leventa look like? The ruins are located about 10 miles inland from the coast of the Gulf of Mexico and sit on an island in a swamp overlooking a former river, at times called the Rio Bari and the Rio Palma. The site covers about two square miles. La Venta is situated at the convergence of four different ecosystems, the Gulf of Mexico, tropical jungle, mangrove swamps, and marshes. Oriented 8 degrees west of true north, Leventa stretches some 12 miles along this axis and shows a high degree of symmetry on either side of the axis. 
Because there were very little sources of stone nearby, the city was built mostly of earth and clay, and with annual rainfall in the area being 2,000 millimeters a year, many of the structures at this important Olmec site have not survived the elements. It is unknown what a lot of Laventa's buildings looked like, although there are plenty of surviving monuments such as stele, altars, and mound pyramids to give archaeologists a sense of the vast scope of this amazing city. Dominating Laventa is what researchers call Complex C, or the Great Pyramid of Laventa. Unlike its Maya, Toltec, or Aztec counterparts, this pyramid is not made of stone, but is constructed almost entirely out of clay. At 110 feet tall, it towers over everything, and is visible from far away. Originally, archaeologists believed that the pyramid was made to look like a sacred mountain nearby, but it turns out that the present shape is due in part to 2,500 years of erosion, and this structure did have the familiar pyramid look to it when Laventa was at its height. Over the years, the Great Pyramid of Laventa has been severely looted, and archaeologists believe that hundreds of priceless artifacts have been whisked away to foreign collections and museums. Just south of the Great Pyramid is Complex B. Complex B consists of a large plaza measuring some 440 yards long and 110 yards wide. It is flanked by several platforms, including one massive one on the eastern side called the Sterling Acropolis, in honor of the archaeologist Matthew Sterling. Researchers believe that the platforms surrounding the plaza served as stages on which public rituals or performances were carried out. There is also a small platform in the center of the Complex B Plaza. North of the Great Pyramid, is Complex A, which consists of a plaza and mound group surrounded by a series of stone columns. Researchers believe that this complex was restricted to the elites due to the overabundance of luxury goods such as jade, elaborate figurines, and polished mirrors found in burials and offerings beneath the plazas. One of the most magnificent finds of ancient Mexico was found here at Complex A three intricate mosaics measuring 15 by 20 feet, which were fashioned out of 485 blocks of serpentine. Researchers are baffled as to the meanings of these mosaics, but they know that at one point they were ritualistically buried and hidden from view. Archaeologists theorize that these mosaics could be everything from a crude map of Laventa to an abstract jaguar mask to a dragon, or even a star chart. Of special note in Complex A is Monument 19, a relief sculpture which shows the oldest known representation of the feathered serpent in Mesoamerica. Complex A was built and rebuilt several times over the course of Laventa's 500-year history. Because of the clay and earth construction at Laventa, no residences of the non-elites survive, although archaeologists believe that Complex E would have served as the city's residential zone. At the city's height, researchers believe that Laventa could have supported a population of 18,000 people. 
Laventa is known for its monumental artifacts, most notably four of the 17 colossal Olmec stone heads have been found there. Labeled Monuments 1 through 4, these gigantic head sculptures were carved from basalt stone transferred from the Tusla Mountains located some 50 miles northwest of the city. No one knows how these stones were transported to Laventa through jungles, swamps, and across two major rivers. One of these heads, called Monument 1, measures some nine feet tall and was discovered about a dozen yards south of the Great Pyramid. The other three heads were found in a row, just north of the elite area called Complex A. They were all facing north away from the city. There are theories as to who or what these heads were meant to represent. The usual ideas of kings or gods are trotted out, but each head is wearing the helmets worn in the famous Mesoamerican ball game. Could academics be failing to see what is right in front of their faces? Could these gigantic sculptures have been made to honor famous ancient Olmec sports stars? In addition to the notorious heads, Laventa also is home to two gigantic basalt altars, known as Altars 4 and 5. The material to make these altars also came from the same place as the stone to make the heads, the Tusla Mountains, 50 miles away. Both altars measure 6 feet tall and 12 feet wide, and have elaborately carved figures in their front center areas. Altar 4 has a man holding a rope, who is in a seated position wearing a headdress or mask. It looks like this man is emerging from a cave or maybe from the mouth of a huge mythical creature. Altar 5 is like Altar 4, but the center figure has a more elaborate headdress and is holding what appears to be a baby were-jaguar, which is a creature found in many depictions of Olmec art. There are two smaller and cruder altars located near the southern edge of the Great Pyramid. Both depict human figures emerging from a cave or mouth, with one holding a limp baby in his arms and the other holding nothing. As with many things Olmec, these altars are open to interpretation by scholars. Some believe that they are not altars at all, but are thrones. Others believe that the presence of the baby imagery indicates that these altars were used for child sacrifice. As the Olmec civilization had a very rudimentary writing system that was not widely used and is open to a great deal of interpretation, we may never know what the reason for these altars were or the meanings behind a lot of what is found at Laventa. Heading into the future, there are many challenges that Laventa faces. When archaeologists returned to the site in the 1950s after World War II, they noticed that there were more digs done at the site by looters than by archaeologists. As the site still remains largely unprotected, looting continues to be a problem, especially on the periphery of the city, which is largely unexcavated and unexplored. Pemex, Mexico's national oil company, started drilling operations in the far southern end of the site in the 1960s, thus destroying countless artifacts and structures that would have added to the broader understanding of Laventa and the Olmec civilization. 
Oil drilling equipment and outdated machinery dumped here and there are now permanent fixtures on the grounds of this once mighty city. Other challenges include urban sprawl and the unchecked activity of modern people. Take an incident that happened in January of 2009 when 23 ancient monuments at Laventa were irreparably damaged by a group of people claiming to be engaging in pre-Hispanic indigenous rituals. These people splashed onto the monuments a mixture of oil, salt water, and grape juice as a part of a world peace spiritual cleansing. There is no evidence that such a ritual was ever carried out by any indigenous group, and grapes are not even native to the Gulf Coast of Mexico, as the closest grapes growing in the wild are found in Baja California, over 2,000 miles away. Funding issues and lack of proper personnel to watch over the site are always reasons given for the vulnerability of Laventa. Perhaps with more efforts taken to preserve and study this place, a clearer picture of the Olmec civilization will begin to emerge. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of Mexico Unexplained. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on Twitter and TikTok. Tell your friends by sharing these shows with others. Please go to our website, MexicoUnexplained.com. For references, illustrations, and for free access to transcripts of past shows, please visit Amazon.com to purchase the books Mexico Unexplained, Mexican Monsters, and Mexican Miracles to get hard copies of the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. We appreciate your kind attention once again. Until next time, thank you and gracias. Thank you for listening to another episode of Mexico Unexplained with host Robert Bitto. For show summary, relevant links and commentary, please check out our website at mexicounexplained.com. Like us on Facebook and be a part of the conversation. Adios and hasta la vista.